Welcome to Women's Hot Topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happened if you say what you want to say? Hey friends, how are you doing? I have missed you since we have last been together. You know what a lot of us have in common? We're moms. Moms of all different ages, little kids, big kids, adult kids, it doesn't matter what it is. We are moms. And today I've got an expert psychotherapist, Dr. Morgan Cutlip, and she is going to share how moms can banish guilt and beat the burnout. And I tell you, she has got this book and it was just amazing. It's called Love Your Kids Without Losing Yourself. So moms, are you trying to balance it all? Are you exhausted from trying to be the perfect parent? Basically, are you burnt out and you feel like you've lost yourself? Well, we've got wonderful Dr. Morgan Cutlip on with us and she is going to share her expertise, her experience and her new book. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's just such a pleasure to be here and talk with you about this. Well, I'm so glad you came on because I was (laughs) listening to an audio clip uh, and I was laughing my head off. I thought you guys had some excellent, excellent points. And I wish I could have listened to this when my kids were little. I could have avoided a lot of mistakes. And not only that, there's a lot of self-help in it as a mom, how -hmm. oftentimes you can tend to lose yourself. So friends, let me tell you a little bit about the book. Love Your Kids Without Losing Yourself is really a must read. You've got to read it. I loved it. I enjoyed it. Uh, Dr. Cutlip can help audience learn that they don't have to choose between self-abandonment or child abandonment and can love themselves and love their kids. She can share advice on how to flourish as a mother, know exactly how to care for yourself in ways that actually make a difference, and finally feel what? joy, my friends, joy (laughs) in motherhood. So um, Dr. Cutlip, I'm going to get right to one of my first questions. In the beginning of your book, you talk about balance and balance is baloney. What did you mean by that? (laughs) Yeah, it's where I begin because I think that um, we have to set the record straight that, you know, burnout is actually going to happen sometimes, right? Like um, relationships have this way of kind of getting, becoming disconnected over time because life does that to us. It pulls our relationships apart um, naturally. And even the good things in life sort of disrupts our relationships. And so, um, you know, life will pull our relationship with our partner apart, like having a kid, right? It's, it's a beautiful blessing of life. It's kind of inconvenient for your marital relationship. It makes things harder. And the same applies in our relationship with ourselves, which is that, you know, life is just going to kind of mess us up. And there are going to be times where we are, you know, whatever wording you want to use, but we're lost in motherhood. And I want people to know that that is a normal experience of life that's to be expected because 
a lot of the way we operate is sort of in search for balance, like in the quest for the perfect balancing and resting state. And um, when we finally kind of get there, because we can get there and then it's like all of a sudden ah, we get messed up all over again, we start to feel bad about ourselves. What am I doing wrong? I'm doing the things. Why do I feel like this? You know, how do I turn the dial so I can just find that balanced place again and stay there forever? And it's not realistic. And so I felt like it was really important to begin there, you know, you're going to get messed up. What you need is a practical plan for how to regularly keep balancing your relationship with yourself because you're going to get out of balance. Motherhood, more than almost any relationship in life, is going to do that to you. Oh, amen to that. And we had done <laughs> a past show with you, which was just wonderful on uh, relationships after kids. Mm -hmm. um, so friends, look it up, please. Uh, go on back. We did one on show 177 on December 21, and it's called Marriage After Kids. And I tell you, it got a little steamy. We talked about a little bit of sex, and there was some <laughs> action did. Jackson going on in that show. <laughs> but it's really important that we understand relationships. And you brought up a really good point just now. You talked about have a plan. How do you put together a plan? What does that look like? <laughs> That's what my book is. So um, <laughs> I have this. I have this like really intense pet peeve. Um, I'm like, I'll shout this as many times as I can from the rooftops. Um, when I, you know, really set out to to create something that would help moms experience motherhood differently, um, particularly because I struggled so much in early motherhood that I just knew someday I want to help moms um, feel good in motherhood and also feel good about the moms that they, you know, that they are, is that... Um, I started looking into stuff. And what I found was that there were just like lists of things moms should do to take care of themselves. So I call them lists of self-care strategies. And this is why they bug me a whole lot. Uh, one, because moms don't need more lists of things to do in the time that we don't have. And when we don't get to the things on the list, we end up feeling bad about ourselves, like we're falling short. And when you feel like you're falling short, you zap your energy, um, you drain your willpower, you create a negative self-concept. It's, it's, dribbles into all these things that are really impactful and 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 hurtful. Um, the other reason is because there's a lot of moms who struggle with guilt. It is one of the hottest topics in the motherhood sphere. A lot of women in general and moms particularly have trouble expressing what they need. And so these lists rest on the assumption that moms are totally okay asking for what they need, have the time, the resources, and the support, and no guilt around doing the stuff on the list. And so I feel like they neglect something deeper. And then the third reason is that self-care stuff is almost all physical. We are, we are whole people. We are not just a body, you know, we are a mind and a heart and, and we have emotions. And so there's all other aspects of self that I feel like get ignored in those lists. And so, um, really when I set out to give moms a plan, I wanted to give them, um, you know, a, a model of relationships, uh, that they manage. So it's a picture of their relationship with themselves and five areas that they manage. And so moms are given in my book, a five-step plan for how to do that and the limited amount of time that we have. Okay. Now you've really piqued my interest. Five <laughs> steps, friends. Uh, just as a reminder, you're going to have to go find that book, Love Your Kids Without Losing Yourself by Dr. Morgan Cutlip. Um, and she says, five steps to banish guilty and beat burnout. And, you know, I think that, you know, between you and your dad, you should write one for older people too, because we get burnout as well. It happens, yeah. but it can be a lonely world when you're a new young mom. 
And so I think it's really important that friends that you read this uh, book. Is this going to be on just audio or also in print? So it's for pre-sale now um, at all major retailers. So it's going to be a hard cover. So like Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Christian Books, um, any of these outlets already have it. You can order it. Um, you can also order it in audio, pre-order it in audio um, or Kindle version. So it comes in all three. Uh, and then the cool part is if you pre-order now, you actually get a bunch of gifts, but you get immediate access to the intro and first two chapters in audio because... I just think busy moms need to listen. Like if I give you a PDF, yeah. you're really going to read that, but you will I listen know. maybe to the intro intro chapters. And I've received a lot of good feedback on that. So, and I was listening and I was multitasking. I mean, you're, you're exactly. always doing, you know, women, this is what we do. Uh, this is why we have such a large <laughs> number of listeners on podcasts and hardly any on YouTube. Uh, yeah. But it's just because we like to multitask and we like to do these things. And I got to tell you, uh, Dr. Cutlip, I was laughing. I was laughing <laughs> during some of your interviews, especially on the one, uh, where does uh, uh, mom friendships 101? We're going to get to that in just a little bit, but I was mm. laughing about that. Oh my goodness. Oh, she was so good. I know. Hilarious. And so I think that's why it's really good to listen to it as well. Um, are you going to be the one speaking on the audio? Yeah, I actually recorded it last week. Good. Good. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait. Well, I what know. I heard was so much fun. Amazing. It was a lot of fun. And you're a lot of fun. Where, where can our friends find you? And um, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah. So um, I'm mostly active on Instagram. So it's Dr. Morgan Cutlip, all one word, no period. And then my website is the same, drmorgancutlip.com. Um, there you can find information about the book. There's, I have lots of free resources uh, for moms specifically around, you know, our one episode around the mental load. I have a a guide on how to talk to your partner about the mental load, have ideas for what to do when you're burnt out. You don't have much time. I've got tons of free stuff. Um, and then, you know, everything can really be found there. And, you know, your dad, he's a hoot nanny. I just have really enjoyed him. <laughs> and we did a show with him, how to avoid falling in love mm -hmm. with a jerk. Yeah. And you came on with, do you do very many mutual interviews with no, your dad? Not really? No, I wish we did more. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It was a lot of fun. So friends right. look that up. That was show 168. And we did that in October of 21. If you're looking it up on YouTube, uh, but it was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to get back to some of the tough questions. Sure. Um, if I could, um, you know, you talked about that you'll learn practical tools in this book mm -hmm. uh, and ditching mom guilt for good. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of mom guilt. In fact, I still today have some mom guilt on mm -hmm. things I wish I could have changed or done better. Now, friends, I'm no young chicken. So my kids are 39 mm -hmm. and 36 right now. Uh, but it's amazing how you feel that way. And you've yeah. told us uh, in your book how to nurture relationships with yourself, because then you can nurture your relationship with your kids. Can you go into detail on that? Yeah. So I give, um, in one of the chapters, it, which is called, um, mother yourself, like you mother your kids, which is like really the main takeaway of the book, um, is that, you know, moms are the master caregivers of everyone and everything else, but we don't often apply those same skill sets toward ourselves. So we have to learn how do we mother ourselves? Like we mother our kids. And so in that chapter, I actually lay out some of the reasons why it's important that we actually 
put some energy into this and, and, and beyond the, the old kind of like typical stuff, which is, you know, um, put your oxygen mask on first or fill your cup first or whatever. Um, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? That's the saying. So, uh, I give more, uh, than just that. And, and some of those are when you don't nur nurture your relationship with yourself, you burn out and burnout has a really high, high cost for women in particular, for anybody, but for women in particular, it has a really high cost to our health, to our well-being, and to our relationships. I mean, a prime example is if you have ever reached that point of burnout or you're on the path toward it and you are irritable, resentful, grumpy. Um, the tone in your relationship is soured. You start snapping at your children more. Um, they're just like quick to be grumpy um, because you have backburnered yourself. You are now so depleted that you have nothing else to give. And instead of just being depleted and like withering away, you're instead bringing um, this negative component and tone to your relationships and ultimately really hurting these relationships. So it's not just about like, you know, give to you so you can give to them. It's like give to you so you show up um, whole and um, not, you know, resentful and angry. And I had in an interview somebody say, like, is it selfish to, you know, nurture your relationship with yourself? And it's like, well, I mean, I don't know, but what, what would you call it when you show up to your relationships angry and ticked off at the people you're supposed to love the most? And so it, there is a high cost to really not prioritizing um, to some degree your relationship with yourself. I'll give some you other know, reasons too, but. That is such a good point. And it is amazing how many of the points you make in your book you can use in any stages of your life. Yes. Uh, even as grandparents, uh, of little children. I thought that book would be really helpful as well. You know, yes. how can you come along a young mom? How can you come along them and give them extra encouragement, give them a little uh, time to themselves so that they can recharge as well. Um, and you talk about loving your kids without losing yourself. And you touched on that a little bit, mm -hmm. but the mom who's tired all the time is not going to have anything to give back. Just like you had said in, and in her own marriage relationship with her spouse um, and there is a cost. You talked about a cost of perfect parenting. Mm -hmm. All of us want to be a perfect parenting. What are some of those costs? Yeah. So I just want to um, punch out something. So um, I did these as a gift for people who pre-order. I did these extra interviews, which you're like touching on, which is really awesome. One was on mom friends. One's on the cost of perfect parenting. One's on tired all the time in motherhood, some health hacks for moms. And it was so fun to like dig deeper into some of the things I talk about, but the cost of perfect parenting is actually something I talk about in um, chapter one, which is called We Mom So Hard. And I lay out some three core conflicts that moms experience that make motherhood feel really difficult. And the reason why it's important to lay these out is because I think that we feel it, but we don't always have definition around what we're feeling. And then it just like drains us because we're like, why is this so hard? What's going on? And so I wanted to make it really clear for moms. And the, one of the conflicts is the intensity of our parenting standards. And so, um, do, are we pr parenting perfectly or is our parenting good enough? And, um, we live in a time where, and it's been happening, I think since like the late eighties, early nineties, um, it's been kind of ramping up, but this idea of intensive parenting, which is like, 
um, this belief that, you know, you know, the, our world revolves around our kids or that we have to provide this super stimulating environment that's educational and, you know, entertain them all the time. Or um, another one that's really big is essentialism, which is that um, moms are the best caregivers for the job and the only one, like the ones who do everything best, which sometimes it's true. Sometimes it's true. But also when you really wholeheartedly absorb that mindset, you're not going to ask for help. You're not going to involve your partner as much as you should. Um, and it's going to really uh, in inhibit your ability to seek out support from others around you who are probably willing to show up for you or, or who are, who might show up for you. And so um, the cost of per perfect parenting or trying to do it right all the time is very high for lots of reasons. One is this um, inability to seek support. The other is the intense hypervigilance that we parent with that's really anxiety provoking, stressful, makes us feel like we can, you know, traumatize our kids by saying the wrong words and things like that, that I they think are really um, hard for parents kind of parenting in this environment and, and ultimately drains our resources, which makes us more likely to burn out. Yeah, absolutely. I love what you say when you talk about um, asking for help. And, you know, we often as moms are so good at not accepting help. Oh, no, I got this. I'm good. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Because then to us as mothers, you feel like you're weak or you feel like something's missing. Um, and, you know, I loved the interview that you did um, on that pre-audio that you can get if you order the book. And by the way, it's Love Your Kids Without Losing Yourself with Dr. Morgan Cutlip. And if you pre-order, you get this audio clips uh, that I had the privilege of listening to. And it was so great when you talk about what do you do um, when you need help, but you're struggling and asking for help. Yeah, this is like, there's a whole chapter on, um, on needs. Cause I think that there are a lot of moms and a lot, I think a lot of women in general and the moms specifically really struggle to assert their needs, but then also they really struggle to define them. Uh, a lot, one of the most common things that I hear from my community is that, oh, I get a moment alone and I don't even know how to spend that time anymore. I just like, I don't even know what I enjoy. And so, um, part of it, there's like multiple dimensions to this answer, but like one of them is you've got to define what you need. Um, one quick, like quick hack for how you can do this is, um, think about what you complain about. <laughs> it's like what you complain about is really a, a nice like entry point into fi figuring out what's lacking. And so that's one thing is really define what you need. Um, if you're going to communicate your needs to others, it's like kind of part of, of needs is that you have to involve other people a lot of times, which is the tricky part. Um, if you're going to communicate them, you have to be clear. So, or else I say, if you're not clear, you're confusing. And so um, getting really clear about what they look like, you know, if we say, I mean, I'm guilty of this, of saying to my husband before of like, oh, I just need more um, romance. You're like, he's like, I don't even know what that means. And so if you imagine you're on a reality show and you're being filmed and your need gets met, what is caught on tape? And I think that's a really good metric to use when you're trying to define and articulate your needs. The other piece to needs is getting over your hangups around expressing them. And so that's something I go really deep into in the book. And it really requires kind of like unearthing some of your 
your mindset and hangups around needs. And then when you do that, what do you do to challenge them and reshape them so that you can open up more space for you to assert what you need in your relationships? What do you think is the biggest challenge today for moms? I mean, you know, I loved what you shared about Mm -hmm. um, how to express yourself and communicate, but what do you think is one of the biggest needs that moms have today? Mm -hmm. I think one of their biggest needs is to have the time and the space to meet some of their needs. I think that's a big one is having the support and the courage to ask for what they need. I think the other one, and and this is less about what my book is about because, um, you know, this is a book that's for your relationship with yourself. And then actually my next book will be about relation, more about relationships. But I think the other one is um, having a partner who's like takes initiative around some things, whether it's, um, you know, jumping in and kind of getting involved in the inner workings of the family life so that the partner is like in the know and can help to meet some of the needs and anticipate them. I think moms are, we are so good at intuiting the needs of others, but it's not often something we are on the receiving end of. And so I think that is, um, something that moms would just like be overjoyed to receive. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And amen to that. Um, you know, we had done a past show um, a while back on mom shaming. There's a lot of moms that shame other moms about their behavior or especially during COVID. This just came out so clear. Shots yeah. versus no shots, staying home oh, or going gosh. to school. Um, you know, there's a lot of issues in that area. Have you experienced that as well, mom shaming? Somehow I've like steered clear of it in my personal life, but I know that it's a thing when I looked at um or, or I'm just like not paying attention to what other people think of my decisions. <laughs> but um, I, I know that it's a thing. And research has said that, you know, not only do moms feel more judged in our generation. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very old millennial, but I'm a millennial. So like millennial moms, we feel more judged. And actually we are more judged than um, previous generations of moms. Um, really? And so, yeah, yeah, I don't. <sighs> I'm not exactly sure why, um, but but I think that that um, experience is really real. Um, I participate on some uh, apps for mom, on an app in particular for moms, where I offer support in like a in a group setting, and and so I'm in forums, so I see I do see some of those things happening on there. So I know it's a real experience, and I think that um, I'm not sure the the quick and quick answer is for that. But I think in particular, when When you you have a really solid self-concept of yourself, when you feel like in line with the mom that you want to be, even if it contradicts what somebody else might be doing, or even Mm -hmm. if somebody kind of spits out some judgment your way, you're going to feel more on solid ground and be able to withstand those blows without really wavering very much. And, you know, part of what I try to help um, moms do in chapter, I believe it's chapter five, uh, which is around self-concept is um, really understand how that's formed, how that's shaped and how it impacts the way you feel in motherhood so that we have more power and control over it and to help moms feel um like they can really see themselves in a positive light. I absolutely agree. And, you know, friends, we're no one to judge. You might see somebody do something else. There's always two sides to every story. So mm-hmm. I think that we need to get the love thing right. You all have heard me say that before, uh, especially when it comes to being a mother. It's a yeah. hard job. It's like the hardest job. And so we need to support one another. You need to rally yourself with friends. 
um, that uh, that you can share these thoughts with and and be encouraged by. As a matter of fact, you talked about that a little bit on the pre-audio book, um, and you talked about finding friends and friendships. Mm. And sometimes it doesn't look the same. Friends, I got some friends that were single when I was pregnant. My husband and I had our kids early, yeah. and um, and they were single. We're now with uh, single as in childless at that time. And we have, uh, kids and babies and, and you just feel like, uh, like you're going to miss something like people are out there doing stuff and I'm here with my little baby, et cetera. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the conversation that you had? Um, and I'm, uh, her name is oh, Danielle Byer Jackson. She's she, amazing. You guys are amazing. I, just, just share a little encouragement for our listeners on, on, uh, friendships and what that looks like after you've had a child. Yeah, I I think I mean, my book is worth it um, pre-ordering. But like this added interview, I think was such a blessing and gift to the um, people who end up pre-ordering because she was so practical and amazing. I think you should have her on your show, Shug. I would <laughs> she really, was hilarious. She's fantastic, it. and and then um, I'm like, I could use that today in this life at my age. Yeah, it was. I great. think that a, a lot of the advice in the interviews in my book is actually timeless. Um, it applies to all stages of life. The stories might, you know, not apply as much, but um, yeah, I, I've done the presentation on my content at Mops, um, and I always have the mentor moms be like this helped me as an empty nesting, you know, empty nester. So, um, yes. So Danielle, um, Danielle Byer Jackson is her name and she's a friendship expert. Um, and, and we talked about like some of these shifts that occur after you become a mom and like, maybe your friends are still single. And, you know, part of what she talked about was how like there's a lot of miscommunications that occur and during those times a lot of assumptions that are well you know if she needed me she would um she would let me know or these empty sort of uh these empty offers of like let me know if i can do anything which is one of my pet peeves and so um for the single people to say like instead of an uh, offering an empty offer saying what you can do so um I'm available to come over on Tuesdays and hang out for an hour, blah, blah, blah. You know, kind of like, this is what I can do to serve you and to be a good friend to you. Um, and then also I have a lot of open communication around um, how the relationship is shifting and changing versus making assumptions that assume you're not needed, you're not wanted, um, your friend doesn't want to know about what it's like to be a mom, but really talking about some of these things. And then one point that I thought she made that was really powerful is um, – you're testing my memory, Shoga, is um, how allowing the space for the friendship to look different. And I thought that was such a beautiful piece of advice because this applies really to all your relationships after becoming a mom is um, allow your friendships to look different, allow your relationship with your partner to look different, uh, and allow your relationship with yourself to look a little different. And so um, not expecting it to to operate exactly the same. And so navigating these differences through conversation and and Something is a really important, um, this goes back to the mom shaming thing, but I think is having generous, like making generous assumptions um, with when we think of people instead of assuming the worst or so being really generous with those goes a long way. You know, you two had a discussion about connection and how, you know, don't take the pressure off of yourself, especially if you're at home moms. Um, you know, maybe double layer your time, uh, you know, where you're going out to the playground and your kids are getting exercise and, you know, because it's getting you out of the house. It's getting you out an opportunity to connect with other people. And mm -hmm. I love the way that you guys had talked about 
don't put pressure on yourself. I need to find friends that are have other mothers. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of great groups. You had mentioned MOPS. It's one of my favorite groups. Yes. M-O-P-S. You guys look at all mothers of preschoolers. And um, but there is something about a connection with another mom who's got a little baby and she gets it uh, versus calling one of your dear loving friends. Uh, you know, I think you used that reference <laughs> about butt paste. You know, they're not going to get that. And yeah. so um, I think that there's that release, just go and maybe connect, talk to somebody for five minutes at the playground, yes. uh, whatever. And, and, you know, Hey, if it helps, you know, meet each other on Instagram or something, yes. but it really helps you as women. I mean, as people, we are um, relational and we want to be in relations with others. And if you're feeling lonely and alone, um, I think it's really important that you get out, not to strive to seek out a whole new relationship, but just to connect and talk to people. Words of wisdom, ladies. I really enjoyed it. I, I mean, you're so right. And like these things are so cool with how they align with research. Like we know from research, just having these short, brief, but connecting conversations are so good for us. And so when we can take the pressure off, go out, just enjoy a five-minute chat with another mom at the park, um, that's beneficial in and of itself. And then who knows where it will lead. And it does refill you. It's amazing. You walk away going, gosh, that was really nice. I enjoyed talking with her. Yes. Um, you know, so we talked about being alone and afraid, possibly new baby. I remember being up all night Oof. long. I'd lose track of which breast I left off on when I was, <laughs> uh, you know, breastfeeding. I had to keep a journal um, and the shades were always down. And uh, my first one was colicky beyond colic. And so I get it, ladies. I understand. But let me ask you, if I could, where is God in all of this and prayer? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, and then you're sort of like alluding to loneliness, which is, I think a really, um, I mean, God's in all of it. I, God is in all of it for me, but I think in particular, um, in the round this loneliness piece, because motherhood can be really isolating. It can be really lonely and, um, having a relationship with God, um, that you communicate with him through the day, you are never truly alone. And I think part of when, like, we've all heard that experience of like, I'm, I'm in um, a busy room, I'm in a crowded room, but I feel alone. Or yeah. maybe you're married and you feel like kind of alone, even in your marriage, which is not an uncommon experience. Um, and I think part of why we feel that way is um, a lack of either knowing the other person well, being in the know with them or them feeling or feeling like they know us. I think feeling known is like the opposite of loneliness. And um, even when everything else feels really detached or disconnected, we are always known by God. And when we manage that relationship with him, and we regularly are in communication with him through prayer and through reading the Bible and devotion time and um, a community at church, when we are regularly caring for that relationship with him, um, and talking with him, like we get to grow in our knowing of him, but he knows us too. Like I know, gosh, I talk to him all day long, sharing my joys and my, what I'm grateful for and what I'm struggling with and my desires. And it's like, he knows me. Like <laughs> There is no, like he is here in me all day long. And I think that's, um, such like for those who don't have a faith, um, there's something that I'm like, oh, you're kind of missing out on a really beautiful aspect, which is always feeling like, you know, you you're supported and loved and um, fully known. 
Amen. I love that. You said that so well. I remember when I saw our daughter for the first time, Shelly, and she's laying on the sofa and you're an exhausted, you know, burnt out mom, really. I could <laughs> use this book. And I was looking down at their little fingernails that look like just a little piece of paper on their fingers or so yeah. tiny and their ears and their long eyelashes and their big head of hair they come out with. And I just remember looking at my husband, Blair, and said, there is no way you and I created this. This is from yeah. God alone. And it's such a blessing, friends. And so if you have never said yes to Jesus, maybe today's the day, friends. <laughs> um, invite him into your life. Allow him to lead you and guide you. I can't say the prayer for you, but I could say a prayer similar to it. And it might look like this. Father God, I ask that you come into my life. Help me to turn away from my sin and turn toward you. You have blessed me with this little baby child. And I hope and pray, Lord, that you will um, help me and guide every single step along the way. Um, I want you in my life and in my child's life. In Jesus' name we pray. And it's simple. It's your words, not mine. But I think that will be the greatest joy ride you'll ever have. Mm -hmm. And uh, friends, I promise you when they're teenagers, you're going to be on your knees even more. <laughs> so I, I just think it's such a blessing to already have a relationship with God and nurture it. If you've said that prayer for the first time today, go to our website, himforher.org, H-I-M, number four, her, H-E-R, dot org. Let us know that. And we have a gift for you because I'm so excited about your new journey and uh, expect God to do great things in your life. So do you have any last words of wisdom for us, Dr. Cutlip? It has been such a great joy to have you on with us today <laughs> for our mothers that are listening. Oof. So, honestly, these are always the hardest questions for me because I'm like, I have so many things to say. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> then you should think, write a book. <laughs> I know. That's why I wrote a book. Um, I think, you know, I, I, what comes to mind for me, um, one of my favorite verses is Philippians, um, chapter four, verse eight. And, um, you know, I talk about the concept of this, um, psycho, I feel like psychological theory and research is always right in line with scripture. Um, but God talks about, or what we're reminded in this verse is where we focus, Fo you know, whatever is noble, whatever is true, uh, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is praiseworthy. Um, think about those things. And, um, I just want to remind moms of that verse because so often we can be really hard on ourselves in motherhood. We can focus on the ways we're falling short, focus on the things that we're, um, you know, like we're, we're not living the Instagram life, maybe, or we've not done enough this summer. There's just so many external pressures that are really stealing the joy away from us in motherhood and causing us to really focus on um, all these negative things. And I think we really need to work actively to shift our focus to what is praiseworthy, the ways that we bless our kids every single day, how we continually show up and all the good that we're doing in their lives. Ooh, I love it. Those are great words of wisdom. Thank you. Positive <laughs> attitude, friends. I want you definitely to please look up Dr. Morgan Cutlip and look up her book. Uh, sign up for the pre, uh, what is it called again? Yeah, pre-order. Yeah, pre-order pre today. See, at the... this age, things go. Oh, gosh. <laughs> at this age, I, I don't... Well, the pre-order, so my book launches September 19th. Um, and so these gifts will not be available if you order the book after September 19th. So I want to encourage you to order it now so you get these gifts and then you get immediate access to the first couple chapters so you can start getting into it. Um, uh, I, hopefully this is okay to say, but yes. when I've done my research, um, the best price is actually on christianbooks.com. So go there, get your book, um, sign, and then you head to my website, drmorgancutlip.com. 
backslash book um, and you put in your info and you'll get the pre-order gifts right there. Awesome. Well, I am so excited, friends. Let me know what you think. I can't wait to hear your response because what I have read and listened to so far has been amazing. Thank you, Dr. Morgan Cutlip. And again, her fabulous book is Love Your Kids Without <laughs> Losing Yourself. Thank you. This Thank is Shugbury. You know I love you. Over and out.